fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. You're in the locker men room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 just home what of they the say. Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the locker room. Uh, He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and we have a very, very special day. Uh, This Friday, before Veterans Day, uh, we're going to be honoring uh, our veterans and military men, and we have uh, a bunch of guests uh, today. And while many realize that Veterans Day, which always falls on November 11th, is a day to honor our veterans few realize the historical significance behind the day veterans day originated as armistice day and marked the end of the hostilities of world war one that occurred at the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month therefore the day is always recognized on november 11th regardless of the day of the week uh the 11th falls on In 1938, it was uh, made a legal federal holiday for all. However, after uh, after World War II and the Korean War, Congress recognized the need to expand the meaning of the day to recognize all our uh, veterans and not just those of World War I. And I, that's great. And in 1954, the word armistice Armistice. was replaced with veterans as a way to formally include all veterans of all American wars in the day of remember, remembrance. Today, Veterans Day is a federal holiday which many cities celebrate with parades and ceremonies. A, f- a couple facts about veterans today. 18.2 million living veterans served during at least one war as of 2018. 9% of veterans are women. 7 million veterans served during the Vietnam War, and we got our good buddy Scotty Scott uh, who uh, and uh, Bob McCowan. Uh, 3 million veterans have served in support of the, war, of the war on terrorism. One of the 16 million Americans who served during World War II, about 496,777 were still alive as of 2018. Wow, that is remarkable. Uh, Connecticut was home to the highest percentage of World War II veterans as of 2018. Two million veterans served during the Korean War. As of 2017, the top three states with the highest percentage of veterans were Alaska, Maine, and Montana, respectively. Uh, So uh, uh, welcome, everybody, uh, as we do, do this. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to promote, uh, as we have uh, our good buddy Adam Safuto, uh, a, a veteran of the Ar- a veteran of the Army Infantry, and his wife Alex, uh, to uh, talk about reengage. Uh, now, uh, uh, reengage is is an event that's going to be on uh, March seventh uh, at the Heinz History Center. In... I'm going to be there on the twentieth, but I yeah because I, yeah. Yeah, I just found out it was somebody moved it on me. Yeah, Dad Zooks, man, I was yeah. all set to go on the twentieth. I think you gave me some misinformation there, Scotty. No, no, Scotty. That Scotty's always right. Is he right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Scotty's okay, I'm always wrong, right. So, uh, so Adam and Alex, tell us about reengage and how uh, did it get off the ground? 
Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys so much. Get closer. For, yeah, get closer. For having us in this morning. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Reengage kind of started out of an idea that me and Alex had when um, I was volunteering to help her with, with Man Up, which both of you guys are such a big part of with Urban Impact and Coach Tomlin. Um, and they had a veterans breakout session there. Right. One year. And so I went to this uh, the veterans breakout session, and then I started talking to Alex, and I said, you know, I love Man Up, and I love the mission of Man Up so much. I just wondered why there wasn't something like this, a catalytic event, an inspiring conference for veterans that could help veterans connect with resources here in Pittsburgh because there's just there's a real wealth of veterans organizations here in Pittsburgh. Right. They're doing incredible work. And um, when I got out of the military in 2014, I was honorably discharged, and I had just come back from a combat tour in Afghanistan, and I had a, a combat tour in Iraq prior to that as an infantryman, and I really struggled with lack of purpose right. and with feeling isolated after I got back. You know, I, I had all of these intense experiences with all of my best friends and uh-huh. serving in the infantry. You serve with your best friends and you live with these guys and you work with them. And to be kind of pulled out of that and put back into the civilian world, and you don't have those connections and you don't have those bonds and you don't particularly know and kind people of how to, around you don't understand you. Exactly. Right. It's, it's tough sometimes to, to get past that, that initial barrier of, Hey, this is what I experienced, and this is this is how yeah. I'm feeling. And you want to look like everything is fine on the outside, but you know, um, stormy seas under underneath, kind of a calm yeah. exterior. So you and Alex got married. We did, and started this uh, uh, to join forces uh, to start this conference. Wait a minute, is that a recent thing or yeah, what? Not two years. Two, two years. Two yeah. years. You guys still like honeymoonish yeah. type yeah. thing. Yeah. Today's actually our five-year dating anniversary. Oh, yes, yeah. okay, okay. Now I, I got an announcement. Okay, can I do this, Chaluch, real quick? Why? Today's my twenty-third anniversary. Boom! I nailed it. Yeah. I nailed it. Yeah. I love you, honey. Yeah. So yeah. you know I nailed it. You okay. Know, do you know that um, we were doing a radio show uh, at uh, Chukas, this is a true story, and um, and Faith came into the you my know, wife, Faith, the his good wife, lady Faith, came and she was all dressed up. And uh, she was just sitting there, and then she left. And then she called into the show, and she said, Tunch, what do you think of your best friend and he that forgot his anniversary? Oh, no. <laughs> Nikes, uh, I can't tell you. And you know what the worst thing about it? That wasn't. The last time? Yeah, that wasn't the, I, last, the next so, year. But yeah, so. What day is it? I go, Sunday. He goes, I know it's Sunday. What day? <laughs> What's the date? And it was the day after. He, my, and I just went, oh, no. He forgot it was so his bad. anniversary three years in a row. It was, it was like incredible. It was a hat trick. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not the kind you want to have. <laughs> Trust me. When you have people calling the show and telling you, don't forget your anniversary. You know you got issues, okay? Yeah. Loyal so, listeners. Yeah, yes, yeah. indeed. Listeners. Yeah. So, so without... some guy called up and he goes, did you miss your anniversary <laughs> this year? It was horrible. So um, so, so tell us about the to, conference back to, yes. and who, yeah. who are the speakers and yeah. what does the day look like? Well, as Adam was saying, um, you know, when he went through some challenges when he got out of the military, what made such a big difference for him was getting involved with organizations and people within the um, community in Pittsburgh and kind of volunteering. And uh, we went to um, to Duquesne uh, Counseling Services together. And so, um, again, just getting reengaged really made such a big difference to him. And also really looking at what his post-military purpose was right. and really diving into that and figuring right. out how he could make an impact. And so 
So what we want to structure the day to really be focused on telling the inspiring success stories of veterans, encouraging and challenging veterans to explore their purpose, uh, to pursue their highest potential, and to reconnect with their community. Yeah. Um, so the day is going to be structured to support that mission. We've got some incredible keynote speakers. Uh, we have Jeremy Statt, who is a former Steeler. Oh, Jeremy. I remember mm-hmm. Jeremy. He's yeah. coming to, he's coming to he speak. Is. Yeah, he's coming in from California. Man, yeah, he, he, the, where does he live? Bakersfield? or uh, yes. Yeah, Bakersfield. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a great guy, and he was he was with the Steelers for uh, a short time. And, yeah. uh, and actually served as a Marine after. Yeah, that's Steelers. right. Yeah. yeah, wow. I didn't know he was coming. That's so cool. Yeah, we're excited to have him. Yeah. Um, and then he's also going to be alongside Rocky Blyer, who's going to be one of our keynotes. Who right. Everyone knows Rocky and how involved uh, yeah. he is in the veteran community. Um, then we also have Ariana Berenger, who's uh, the director of veteran services at the University of Pittsburgh. Um, so those will be our featured speakers. And we found out recently that we're going to have some incredible MCs. Oh, uh, who are they? <laughs> sitting right here next oh. to me. Yeah, Punch and Wolf are going to be there. Oh, oh. I have the right day, though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On March 7th. Yeah, so we'll, March we'll write 7th. that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whoop. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, he, yeah. Text him uh, frequently, Alex. The loyal, the loyal <laughs> listeners can call and remind yeah. Wolf the week prior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, um, Colby's going to be there. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, um, that, that that's great. Nick Grimes. Uh, so that that's going to be it's going to be a great event. Yeah, we have yeah. some like I it's said, an all day. It's an all day thing, right? Yes, it's, it's going to be a, about eight to three thirty. Right, right. At the Heinz History Center. Yeah. Um, there's going to be breakout sessions that will explore specific categories. Like I said, motivational keynotes, and then we're also going to feature our partner organizations through panel discussions. Yeah. So you're partnering with nine local veteran focused organizations. Uh, what's their role in the conference? Really, the uh, the role of the resources that we're bringing together are these great local and national nonprofits. Right. Yeah. And one of them is Operation Homefront, where we have Bob McGowan Bob here, McGowan. who's on the board of directors for Operation Homefront. Yeah. Tell tell He's talk uh, talk over here with me. Yeah. Talk, um, Bob, talk a little bit about Operation Homefront. Yeah. Happy to touch. Uh, Operation Homefront is a national military charity. Uh, we were formed shortly after 9/11. And uh, our, our mission is to serve and support military families so they can not only survive in the communities they live, but, but thrive. So we do that through immediate financial aid, uh, temporary housing. We've, we've donated over 500 homes yeah. to families, a couple here in the Pittsburgh area. I've been a volunteer since 2008. And uh, we're driven mainly by volunteers. We, we are 92% efficient. And right. that's because... Uh, we have 3,000 volunteers and, and just over 100 uh, paid staff. So uh, just uh, proud to be associated with Operation Homefront and so proud to, to be associated with Reengage. Right. And, and so uh, my, my good buddy, uh, Scotty, who is uh, uh, part of our men's ministry leadership team. Now, you guys did uh, a ministry. And by the way, Scotty has, doesn't have a forehead. He's got a five head. Yeah, but right. I, just wanted, I just thought everybody should know yeah, that. You know? Uh, He's uh, like me. So, so uh, Scotty started a, a ministry uh, called Veterans Victory, but now it has morphed into uh, – uh, you talk about it. It's, it's dealing with PTSD. Uh, from our church, we had uh, one of our individuals uh, go out and commit suicide. Right. And uh, what we're trying to do is stop that. Right. We need to have people come to us and talk to us. You don't necessarily have to talk about Christ and the, and the church. Uh, I need to talk to you. Uh, quite a few years ago, I went through two and a half years of the Veterans Outreach Program in Butler, Pennsylvania at the VA. 
those guys knew me before I talked to them. And they're the ones that basically I called the, the VA and Butler and asked for a rubber room or I was going to hurt myself. Uh, when I started talking to those guys, they told me exactly what I was doing and how to get over that. It only took two and a half years, so I wasn't too quick on the uptake, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, uh, well, uh, and uh, we've had some great fellowship, you and I. And, yes, sir. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Scotty was in Vietnam and he was a sniper in Vietnam and uh, uh, just a, 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 a man who loves the Lord. Yeah, uh, through the outreach program, I found out everything that was bothering me. And uh, like I told Tunch one evening at the church, or walking around the church, that I found all the things that were bothering me, and I was picking those things up and putting them in my rucksack. And I knew what it was and how it was and why it was. Couldn't do anything with it until I asked the Lord to take it out of my rucksack and so I didn't have to carry it anymore. Uh, there was one issue about Christmas time and uh, maybe some other time we'll talk about that, but right. that's what happened. Uh, uh, the, the issues that I had, I still have. When you have PTSD, it's not—it's uh, like alcoholism or a drug addict. Once you have it, you have it. It's like the booger on your finger; it don't go away. Yeah. So, uh, t- 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 tell me that—that's a great analogy. <laughs> uh, what will veterans? With all the tenderness okay. that you would expect okay. from somebody with a five head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Adam, back to you. What will the veterans get out of attending this re-engaged conference? And it is, it is, is it also open to civilians? Well, we're civilians, so we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that uh, we're really hoping for the veterans to get out of, out of the conference is to, to learn about these great organizations and to get involved with them and to be inspired to, hey, you know, this organization specifically can be the one that is going to make a difference in my life because – I think a lot of the um, everybody's dealing with their own issues and their own kind of symptoms that are that are showing up with their transition and some difficulties they yeah. might have. And so each organization that we've chosen kind of fits a specific niche because it does have to be a holistic approach to right. to, um, to seeking out resources and to seeking out healing. And as far as the civilian side of it, you know, these issues that we sometimes have and we talk about a lot in the veteran community. They're not going to be solved in a silo of right. just veterans trying to solve them themselves. The engagement of the community is really what's, right. what's so important in a lot of veterans transitioning out of the military and being successful. It's yeah. being linked into social networks of caring civilians who are interested, who want to learn about their service, who want to learn about their experiences. And it, um, it always takes me back to a, a quote from a book called Achilles in Vietnam, which says, you know, what every veteran needs when they return home from war is they need a community to whom their experience matters. And I think that's something that for me is how civilians can get involved and how they can make an impact just as a civilian any day of the week, especially, you know, around Veterans Day or Memorial Day or these holidays that we have to celebrate, you know, the sacrifice of our men and women in in uniform is thanking veterans for their service. Right. Amen. How about... Thank you all. Asking. Yeah. A veteran about their service. Yeah. Asking a veteran to, to tell you a little bit about where they served. Mm-hmm. What did they do in the military? Yeah. Because everybody's story is different. And everybody has these incredible experiences that as a society and as a nation, we should be seeking out and wanting to learn from the experiences of our young men and women who have gone overseas to fight because there's an incredible wealth of knowledge that sometimes we as veterans uh, don't particularly know how to share. Right. But once you start opening up and you start talking about it, it becomes much easier to uh, 
kind of formulate whatever yeah. you're trying to say. So how do you register? So registration is going to open later in December, uh, so we want you to be on the lookout for that. Uh, but you can go to reengagepgh.com and sign up for our email newsletter. We'll be sending out updates along right. the way. Well, thank you guys for your service. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Bob. Uh, and these guys are great guys. And uh, uh, thank you for your service. And thank you for your friendship. Uh, Absolutely. Love you guys. Love and, you guys. Uh, well, I guess I'll see you there on the 7th, not yeah, the 20th. Yeah, did. <laughs> Alex? <laughs> Alex, he's worse than I am. I, I know. I know you had to text me for man up uh, uh, several times to get uh, stuff done. He's worse. All right. So it's uh, gonna be fun. thank you guys. So thank remember, you so much. thank you for your service. Uh, so, we love you guys. Yeah. So we have reengage, and it's March seventh, and you're gonna see Rocky Blyer, John Kolb, Jeremy Stat, uh, and we have an opportunity to uh, uh, to support Operation Homefront. And this is Veterans Day. Please remember to show your support for our nation's veterans and their families. You can do that by visiting OperationHomefront.org and see all the ways you can help military families who are struggling to make ends meet. Uh, that's OperationHomefront.org. And if you want to get involved uh, 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 in our ministry at the Bible Chapel, what when is it? At, uh, Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. Uh, and if you have PTSD, uh, please come. Uh, Scotty's running the, the, uh, running the thing, and he's a great guy. So long, everybody. Thank or thank you guys for uh, uh, for being here. And he was about to sign off. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, no. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, Scotty thought that I had PTSD from. from all right, uh, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have uh, three uh, uh, three enlisted men coming up right after this. Beautiful. Stay and, with us. Yeah, we, we'll have a Scotty report uh, coming right, up, but right, right now it's uh, about our military right. men and women. All right, we'll be back right after this. So we're back, and uh, uh, if you missed our opening segment, we were talking about uh, uh, reengage uh, a uh, conference that's going on on March uh, 7th. Uh, Wolf keeps saying March 20th, and it's just, you know. I was confused. Yeah, you know, you, sometimes you, you have that Yeah, happen. yeah, yeah, you, you, you're always confused. Uh, and then we were talking about Operation Homefront uh, uh, with Bob McGowan uh, and, uh, and how you can help uh, – uh, support that and uh, the Veterans Day on this Veterans Day. Please remember to show your support to our nation's veterans and their families. You can do this by visiting OperationHomefront.org and see all the ways you can help military families who are struggling to make ends meet. That's OperationHomefront.org. And now we are continuing to honor our veterans, and we've got three football experts experts and uh, uh, and members of the Army, Staff Sergeant William Aiken and Major Trey Siracco and Major Edward Quinn. Wait, welcome, guys. Uh, thank you for honoring us with your presence. 
Thanks, Taluch. We're very happy to be here. It's, uh, it's just an honor to be with you. He's calling you right Chalooch. Uh, yeah, you yeah. went with the Chalooch. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Way yeah, to yeah. go, brother. Way yeah, to go. Yeah, uh, I'm around uh, here, so I know uh, what you're talking about. Uh, all right, so, uh, uh, William, where, uh, or uh, uh, Major, where are you from? So I'm from West Tarentum. Right. Uh, I went to Highlands High School. Yeah. Uh, Highland. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I played at uh, Clarion University as well. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, uh, Trey, where are you from? Aiken. Oh, uh, so I'm from. Uh, I'm sorry, William. Yeah, I apologize. That's all right. I'm uh, I'm from Spring Church. Uh, it's about forty miles from here, out around Monroeville. Oh, so, good, yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, Ed, Edward, where are you from? Uh, I'm from this small town called Alexandria, Virginia. Born yeah. and raised. So you're like a Redskins I, you guy got, or something. I, you Fortunately, I, I am a Redskins fan. Oh. Growing up, going to you're games. You're out of here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But my wife told me about this place where the sun shines all the time and the taxes are low. Uh-huh. So... Then I moved to Pittsburgh. So, yeah. <laughs> so well, well, so welcome, guys. Uh, uh, now, before we talk about your uh, experience in the Army, uh, you guys are are huge Steeler fans, except uh, uh, for uh, Major Quinn. Uh, t- t- tell us your analysis and uh, how you're feeling about uh, this game against the Rams. So. First thing we th- now consider now you're on a sports talk I show gotta, you got to deliver okay yes. so focus and come up with something really cool sounding so we've been talking Aaron Donald we've been talking about their defensive back right. for a week or two now especially going into this last game we saw you across the field uh, last game you're with the, the the veteran the World War II veteran right we were directly across from you and we were talking Aaron Donald even at that time it just we're not sure how we're gonna stop him. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it, um, Filer was playing in at left guard yesterday. I love him. He's yeah. great. But I, I'm nervous because Donald was so short. I'm hoping that Filer gets his pad level down enough to stop him because he's not going to get off the ball before he does. So this guy's good. This guy's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he is he is good. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, Staff Sergeant William Aiken, what, what what's your take on it? Well, I. I agree with uh, Major Soraka. I mean, they they got their work cut out for them, um, and then they got Jalen Ramsey, right? That you got to deal with. So, um, you know, I just hopefully you, they'll be. Not to, to worry though, because these guys play the run on the on the way to the quarterback, right? And so if you don't get behind the chains, uh, you know they they got uh, Dante Fowler, yeah. uh, and Clay Matthews is coming back this week. Right. He, he he's his yeah, uh, jaws healed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's just drinking soup. Yeah, yeah, but right, yeah, maybe he's going to be lighter. Yeah, yeah, I would think he's yeah, a little lighter. Yeah, yeah. And he can't uh, go chunky soup, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So Major Quinn, so uh, you, you guys, you, the Redskins stink. So what? what it, well, the, Redsk- I, the Redskins do stink, but uh, <laughs> I think the Steelers have a chance. They're going to deal with that dynamic <laughs> offense from the Rams. Yes. Luckily, Cook is out, I believe, with his concussion, so he's not going to be able. to Yeah, play. he's not going to play. But you're going to have to going to have to stop Gurley. Yeah, and Woods, Woods. and uh, uh, yeah, end, yeah, yeah, it's, the it's Everett. Really... You know, Everett, yeah. Everett's a good player. Yeah. And you got Cooper Cup as well coming yeah. back off his ACL. Last yeah, year, that's so. right. But I got to tell you this: I'm on strike against Danny Snyder because he owns Johnny Rockets. <laughs> he tried to pinch me for 25 bucks at the stadium right. for one of them burgers. I no way am I doing that. And then that. we couldn't get on the elevator. No, he, he wouldn't let us on the elevator. He wouldn't let Dad us on the elevator man. when we were getting he had that. Yeah, all those rich boys going up and yeah. down to yeah. their, their all, all highfalutin his joints. Well, rumor has it next year is going to be an owner's draft, so we're going to draft a new owner. Yeah, it'll be in good shape. So, well, you know what? One of the things that everyone 
uh, fans go, why, why don't the Steelers do more on free agency? I, I, I always point out Daniel Snyder. And he, he, he goes crazy on free, free agency, and they haven't won a, they haven't won. Well, nothing. we've won the trophy every April, so that counts for something. Well, yeah, you won the, you, you won the, the free agent trophy. So, um, when did you guys join the army? And why? Uh, so, uh, so 2001, I joined. So I was I was done playing ball at the Division two school. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Clarion. 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 Oh, you University. played football at Clarion. I Good I, for I, I you. At least tried. Yeah. You know? uh, I spent about a year of doing nothing, and I walked into the recruiter's office, and they, they couldn't believe I was even there. I, I had no problems, no history of criminal or anything, <laughs> you know. I was, and uh, I jumped right in. I was able to pass a PT test even before I went to basic training. So uh, in 2001, I joined, and then when, as soon as I got home, it was about two weeks later. Is 9/11 happened? Yeah. So since that point on, it's, I've been yeah, in and out of duty and everything. Yeah. Uh, 2004, I joined. Major Aikens. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, why, why, why? Well, I went to college for a couple years, and I just I had a few friends that joined, and you know the benefits were good, and I just wanted to serve my country. A lot of the, uh, a lot of my family members had served, so I kind of just wow. wanted to follow suit. So, God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, your major Quinn. So I joined in two thousand. I moved here uh, in two ninety nine. And my wife, I always wanted to join, but she wanted to have more family support. Right. So when we moved here, I had the opportunity to join, which is what I always wanted to do, and I did. And then, you know, a year and a half later, I found myself at the Pentagon on 9-11 as a combat medic. So it was... uh, Wow. I was, yeah. I supported from Fort Belvoir, one of the first responders. Uh Uh-huh. And what, what was that? What was? Do you mind me asking what was that like? I, I don't... Not at all. It was uh, very... It was a hot... It was a hot, hot September day. I think it was about 84 degrees. And got to the got to the hospital because I was a physical therapy specialist. Called my wife, and this is what I told her: "This is the most boring job I've ever had in my life." Uh huh. And then uh, who who knew? An hour and a half later, we're, we're supporting. Wow. Her. And it was like a movie set. That's the only thing I can remember. Just because uh-huh. it was nobody could believe it. I mean, you saw this gigantic hole right. in the Pentagon, and it was truly like a movie set. Uh huh. So, so what w- what was the highlight of your um, serving, uh, uh, Sergeant Sirocco? Uh, or Major Sirocco, I'm sorry. I would say the highlight of my serving is after I came back from Iraq, I uh, was uh, moved in with my grandfather for a little while, just you know, growing up still and whatnot in my 20s. And uh, as he and I were talking a lot down in his basement, he started telling me about his time in World War II, uh-huh. and he started discussing his platoon leader. And uh, as I'm listening to him, I'm like, wait a minute, you're— you're talking about a Murphy. You're talking Audie Murphy, right? He goes, "Yeah, that was my platoon leader." Yeah. So, uh, just bonding with Murphy. Him. Audie Murphy was my grandfather's platoon leader. Wow. So my grandfather was with him in France for a little while. To the movie To Hell and Back. So to, to Hell and Back, my grandfather tells me the story is: if you watch that movie, you see the one guy who's running the fastest. That's him. Right. That's your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> that was your grandfather. Yeah. Wow. So uh, with that, uh, he also, uh, one of the cool stories he told me was he had a, a landmine on his back. And yeah. he, he actually played at Clarion as well. So I was kind of following in all of his footsteps. Wow. Right? Uh, he was a lot smaller and quicker than I was. But uh, he dropped the landmine. And by the time he got to the wood line, they told him to go back and get it. And he, he basically said, no, there's no way I'm going back to get that. <laughs> you know, Major Soraka, you look like an offensive lineman. <laughs> I, in college, I was. Uh-huh. I, yeah, so... And, and and then we have Major Baker here, who's video. And Major, come on, you gotta you gotta come on. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get past. Uh, you you've brought guys uh, last couple years uh, to us, and so thank you very much. You're welcome. It's uh it's our pleasure. Um, we like to do this <clears throat> around uh, Veterans Day. Uh, I'm not from uh, Pittsburgh. I'm from uh, St. Louis, and of course I, I move around a lot 
with the Army. But So uh, are you a Rams fan? I, I definitely was a Rams fan back in 2000, 2001. They were the they greatest show on turf. Show on turf. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we do love it uh, coming out here. The Pittsburgh uh, fans are very patriotic, and uh, that's what I like most uh, being now, out here in Pittsburgh. They were the greatest show on turf because the last time we were in St. Louis when the Rams were in still in St. Louis, they lit the field on fire. You exactly. remember? Yeah, there, there was, they had all the fireworks yeah. yeah. going off, and yep. I'm, I'm talking to Chalooch. I'm down on the field. I'm going, Gad Zooks, man, there's something on fire over there. And he's going, Why don't you go over? I go, No. <laughs> Uh, it, it, uh, it it was fun. It was funny. Uh, it was, well, you, yeah, you, as long as you weren't one of them to put out the fire. That's right. Pry, uh, pyrotechnics, and uh, so thank you guys for your service and thanks for uh, coming on uh, with us. And I want uh, I want to ask yeah. you one thing. In, in each one of you, if you could give me a, a little bullet point, what drove you to serve? The deepest part of you. I mean, it's a different calling for each and every man and woman, but it's a huge thing. And the rest of us, you know, the sheep out here, <laughs> that you guys are the sheep dogs. Um, how? I mean, it's it's like I can't even imagine. I don't understand really the calling for each and every one. Though my son felt that calling, and I was just you know. I wasn't tough enough to be one of you no, guys. No, I you said know before. what? We we feel that we missed you know, it. Yeah, yeah, we feel that we feel. missed it. Yeah. So give give me give me a synop- a quick synopsis. So of that. all three of us played football, right? Right. We high school football, and then we played. I played in college as well as Major Sirocco. Yeah. What did you really, play in college? It, it was a startup team. It was George Mason University. Oh. When they were trying to start up a program, so right. we played the B teams of Navy, the B teams of James Madison, right. and the likes of that. And that's what it was. You miss that camaraderie. You miss that locker room. And that's what you get in the military. Right. And I remember I met you one time. You were telling me about your dad was so proud to be American. He would stick his chest out. Right. And he was very proud. Yeah. And it's the same thing. When you put this on, like this morning I'm putting it on, it's the exact same way I put my uniform on for football. Right. Mm. Left left yep. boot, left cleat, all exactly the same. And that's what you that's what you miss. Wow. It's truly what it is. That is so, so yeah. cool. You know, when my dad became an American citizen, he had an American flag lapel. Fan, and he was, he would not, you know, I grew up, I was. Was born in Turkey, but my my we immigrated to the states when I was two years old. We had a lot of Turkish friends, and my if if any Turkish friend of my dad said anything negative about America, he'd go go back to old country. <laughs> I see where you butter your bread. Yeah. Um, well, just you know, basically what Major Quinn said. You know, it's just you know being a part of something bigger than yourself. You know. The com- camaraderie, ship, you know, and just it's uh, it's something special, definitely. Yeah. So, so I, I'd have to say it was highlighted in the family. My grandfather was on a pedestal, you know, both his brothers served and whatnot. And That's so just cool. As I was young, I always knew I wanted something like this. I, I stayed to football because my father was a football player as well. And then when that was done, I was just looking for something, and it just made sense. And as soon as I went into that recruiter station, I knew it's something I wanted to do. So, so you guys are li- a lifelong military. Uh, I've been in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in 16, yeah. I have 19 now. Wow, so. wow. And uh, what what made you keep re-enlisting? Uh, it, honestly, it was, number one, to stay in shape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted something that would force me to stay in shape. Right. Force me to, and it, it is being part of something greater than yourself. Right. It's a, it's a collective coming toward a common goal, yeah. which is, is something you don't get, you know, account, nothing against any other, other <laughs> profession, but it's something you don't have right. in, in those other professions. Yeah, yeah I just... You know, once you do six years and then you do ten years, you're like, hey, just might as well, you know, yeah. stay in for the long haul. So. Right. 
And I, I, I like the challenge, you know. In uh, 2004, I, I patrolled uh, Sauter City, Baghdad, and then we went yeah. over to Fallujah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we lost a couple guys there. Pat Tillman passed while I was in theater. Right. So it, it's that type of thing that it's a challenge for yourself. Right. And then just to keeping the memories alive as well kind of pushes you behind you as you're moving forward as well. Uh, not only that, but you know, the great guys like Major Quinn and Sergeant Aikens here. You know, you don't really find people like this everywhere throughout the general population. These are unique individuals. So. Well, God bless you guys. You are our heroes. Thank you for your service. Uh, thank you, Staff Sergeant William Aikens. Thank you, Major Trey Siraco, and thank you, Major Edward Quinn. And to all of our armed forces, yeah, men and women, yeah, we thank yeah. you. Thank you for your service, man. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Thank All right, you thanks for again. All right, uh, thank you, Major Baker, too. Uh, and we got we got four more guys coming in after this, and uh, uh, it's very very see exciting. They, see thing. if they got what you guys yeah, had. Now, you, right. guys, you guys are pretty knowledgeable. Right, I yeah. like that. Right, they, they don't want to talk football. I don't want to talk All football. Right. Okay. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back right after this. He's Wolf. I'm Touch, and you're in the locker room. and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Well, we're back in the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Tunchin. Uh, we are continuing celebrating uh, our veterans uh, and Veterans Day is coming up on Tuesday, right? It's, it's, it's Tuesday. Monday, Monday. Yeah, it's uh, Monday. I'm sorry. He's so mental. Yeah, yeah what? You Did you know what it was? Yeah. Yeah, you was on yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And so I jumped right uh, in there. One with of the that, things you know? uh, we uh, it is uh, it is uh, such an honor. And uh, hey, Steeler fans, this Veterans Day, please remember to show your support for our nation's veterans and their families. You can do that by visiting Operation Homefront. Org and see all the ways you can help military families who are struggling to make ends meet. That's Operation Homefront.org. Uh, and so uh, we are honored with the presence of, uh, of veterans and uh, uh, Captain uh, Elisa Cummin, uh, Sergeant First Class Scott Reed, Staff Sergeant Richard Lockhart, and Staff Sergeant Kendall Lube. Thank you guys for joining us. You have honored us with your presence. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Scott first because he he said because we were gonna talk about the Army, but he said I want to talk football. Uh, uh, so Scott, tell give us your analysis on this on the current state of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get get closer to the mic. A little more hopeful now. After yeah. Last week was that last game after that kick one. Uh, wide left so yeah Adam um, Vinatieri isn't Adam Vinatieri anymore right um still a little hesitant you know because they're still they're trending upward so if they keep doing that I'm, I'm yeah. good with that um like most Steeler fans I wanted to see I had to root for Patriots but they lost um the other night yeah that but um it's just nice to be you know here hometown Steeler fan, like, do that and then yeah. watch that and then be around this. So, at the game, the salute to service game on right. Sunday, seeing Last that week. and everything that Steelers do for that. So, it was really cool. Um, just hoping for them to go. My pick in the beginning of the year was 11-5. and five. I'm still holding on to that. Right. So, if it could the schedule, be. Yeah. It's still, there's still a couple games that they have to pull out, but they keep doing that. We need more running. 
yeah. it's more running. Baltimore right now, so yeah. I mean, there's always there's always yeah. a chance. Come yeah. on, you know some radio. Get yeah. on the mic there. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. Well, I gotta get real close in the touch here. So yeah. like we gotta get real friendly. <laughs> I'm gonna put my arm around you. <laughs> no, I love that we won due to like an Ace Ventura pet detective laces out right, win last go. week. That was but, remarkable, was it? Right. Not? I was I was cheering left and right. I, I kicked a cat too and it, everybody was excited at the house. <laughs> but you know the real secret to the reason we won? Hmm. Right before he kicked, Chalooch goes, Noonan, miss! Noonan! You know, from Caddyshack? It was great! It was sensational! He jerked it it to the left, yes! Exactly! So, I I credit Chalooch with that one. Anybody else want to... Steph Sergeant Lockhart, you want to talk about the game or or the Steelers' current situation? Uh, Well, without a doubt, Steelers have always been my favorite team. Uh, They they wear the same black and gold as the United States Army, so it was an easy connection there. Uh, Oh, wow. Teams share the same values we do, you know, uh, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. All those things mean everything to the Army, and uh, I see the team demonstrated every week. Yeah, Captain Cummins. So, are you from this area? Come I'm on. not from this area. I'm a new fan. You're a new fan, and you've gotten righteous, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes? That's right. That's okay. <laughs> where, where are you from, uh, Captain? I'm a military brat, so I'm from all over. I just came from my last duty station at Vicenza, Italy. So, uh, so what made you join the army? Uh, I come from a military background. My parents are both in the Air Force, uh-huh. and. Um, when I got to college age, ROTC presented an amazing opportunity for me to pay for college and then join the service just like my parents did. So it felt like I was getting into the family business in a way. Oh, that is that, that is cool. Uh, uh, Sergeant Scott, how'd you get in? So I actually, um, I, I'm born and raised here in Pittsburgh. Um, I joined actually the Marines first. I was active duty Marine for four years. Um, when I came back over, um, I switched to the Army just because of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, the area, there's just a, we have a large area of reserves and a lot of opportunities for reservists. Um, so I did that. I joined the reserves. I've been in the reserves since 98. Uh-huh. Um, so 20 years, I can't. I decided to come on as a recruiter now. So I'm actually an uh, active duty, well, AGR, active reserve recruiter. Um, and the reason why I wanted to do it here within Pittsburgh is because of all the opportunities the Army's presented with me. I want to make sure that the like the younger kids are starting to understand what they have, what opportunities they have. So, so is sixty-two too old to join the reserves? <laughs> Depends. <laughs> sixty-two, and he can't remember what so, day Veterans Day is on. All right. So, our our major. Um, age that we uh right now our target age is 17 to 24 but it goes up to 34 you have to ship before your 34th right okay? but there are waivers that we can get so you can come talk to us we yeah. can, we can see they need a something. big waiver big waiver <laughs> sergeant lockhart how about yourself uh well i joined the army because i saw it as an opportunity um i met with the right recruiter uh truth be told i was in high school um wasn't wasn't sure where i was going uh-huh. he gave me a, a plan that made sense uh, to finance my college education, um, and I've been here for the last 11 years, so I think he did right by me, so go see a recruiter. Where are you from? Uh, the greater Pittsburgh area. Oh. Uh, I grew up about 30 miles from here, oh. so small town yeah. outside of Pittsburgh, uh, but this is home. What town? What town? Uh, New Cumberland, West Virginia, so okay. right, right, right over yeah. the border. Right yeah. over the border there. Yeah. I got two brothers that went to WVU, yeah. so... Kind of know some of them joints. So, Sergeant Lube, how about yourself? Uh, I actually joined right after college. Um, I was just getting out, and me and my current wife 
uh, we were engaged at the time, and she is a type 1 diabetic. Uh And so when I was going in, they said, hey, you get free medical for you and your wife. So I was like, that's amazing. It takes care of all of her insulin and all of her support. And I started back in 2009. I just hit my 10-year mark, still going. And it paid off of my college after I finished that up. And whenever I joined, I was active duty in Kansas for six years, which you want to talk about Steelers fans being all around. Kansas had the Steelers mobile rolling all through like the middle of nowhere, Kansas. You would still find a Steelers fan just show up and you hit the ginger accent in the middle of Kansas fields. you like, you hear it like in the middle of nothing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I is dead. Oh my God, where are you from? Oh, you're from Greensburg. Oh my G, I'm from Brad Gills. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, you watched the game last week. Oh yeah, you got nothing on the Chiefs here right now. Yeah. So like, you'd hit that in the middle of nowhere. No, that was true Yinzership right yeah, there, oh, brother. Yeah. And everybody around us like, what the heck is a buggy? What the? Where are you guys talking about? I'm like, see, you're hearing the Yinzer too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but then uh, AGR Reservist called me and they said, hey, you want to go back to Pittsburgh? Well, of course I'm going to go back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm going to go there in a heartbeat. So they, they were able to hook me up with uh, my reservist, and they, they got me back here in town. I've been here for now about four years, and so I'm hoping to stay for the rest of my career. All right, now, Captain Cummins, i got to ask you something. How did you land in Italy? I mean, that's a pretty nice gig, right? And then it's the pasta capital of the world. How do you come back so lean? I mean, weren't you eating <laughs> pasta over there in that? Uh, well, my other hobby besides being in the military is actually doing triathlons. Oh, so I do a lot wow. of long You're a triathlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, coming back to Pittsburgh was great because my family's here, so that's why I'm here. Well, at least you had plenty of like carbs to power uh, you through them triathlons. Alisa, how many triathlons have you been in? And what's the what was did you do any Ironman? I just did my first full Ironman in July. Uh-huh. And I've done three halves and a Olympic distance and a sprint distance. So I'm looking to get integrated here in the community and the triathlon uh, groups that they have here as well. So, uh, uh, Sergeant Reed, um, what may, what make you guys, and I'd like you all to answer this, keep, re-en- keep re-enlisting? Well, um, really, it just kept, every time it came up, it just, it was that whole thing that it made sense um, being part of. Like, um, the big thing is, is, so talking to you guys about the football thing is, is that, and I know, one of the other guys early talked about that being football and not having a team. Right. The Army being a team, it's just something you're – you just feel and you know, and when, when you're part of it, you just want to keep being part of it. And as as every time I came up for, like, re-enlistment or stuff like that, um, actually my last one, they do something that's called in-depth. So now my next re-enlistment, my next ETS is, like, uh, 2034. So until I want to retire or whatever, I'm just, I'm just now part of the Army until that because they decide once you get so old, you're just staying anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Lockhart. Uh, the reason I stay with the Army is because uh, the opportun- not only the opportunity is provided for me, um, my wife is a service member as well. She, re-enlist- or she enlisted. Um, what it has provided to my family through, through the medical, the medical uh, uh, sponsorship for my family, uh, just uh, being a pillar of my family, uh, out my external family, Showing that you know the army has uh, the ability to take care of you financially to all those uh, people in my upbringing, and uh, it's the only job I've ever had. So at the end of the day, you know this is something I want to, uh, as a legacy, leave behind. That I did twenty years and never quit at something. Sergeant Lube, Um, for me, it's really the security. 
I mean, I have the support for one, the medical stuff for my wife, like I said earlier. Financially, I can take care of my wife and kids. I, I just bought a house with help of, you know, military benefits that I got. You know, and I also just hit my my in depth. And so if you've been doing this for so long, you just get to know it, you get to know security, you feel safe knowing that you still have a job around the corner. And, you know, going to civilian life, you know, it's scary out there. You guys have made it so so unsure sometimes, but like I know that I have a job tomorrow. I have no I have a job for the next ten, twelve years that will take care of me and my family. Yeah. So of course I'm gonna stand. So now I know you guys. Are you the recruiter, or are you all in part of recruiting? So, so talk about the recruiting aspect of uh, of uh... myself and uh, Staff and Lockhart are both recruiters here in the Pittsburgh area. Um, we cover. We have five recruiting stations to cover the greater Pittsburgh area. Um, so we wanted to do this in time with the reserve for having. Um, such a large reserve area. But the big thing is, is now the Army starting um, their new campaign of what's your warrior. So we wanted to put out there that um, you have the the war fighters and stuff that they talk about and the people you see that go out and actually fight the war. But there's always that person behind there, the supply people, the, fi- the finance people, and everybody else that make things happen because it's a small percentage of people that are actually fighting the war. It's all that other people that are behind the scenes and do stuff like that, like within football, like you guys talk about, you have the players out, the 11 players right. that are on the field at a time, but you have all those people that have that keep it running and keep it going. So with that, so what's your warrior? So my warrior being finance and recruiting now, that's how I help the Army make its mission. That's how I help the Army become the Army and do everything it does that. So we do that every day, and we're looking for people with throughout all walks of life and all that want to do stuff. Um, Captain Cummins talked about ROTC. So ROTC is a big thing. People in college that we can get those to become the next officers to lead the army. People doing different fields. We have engineering fields, military police, um, IT fields, medical fields. So there's just a wide range. We have over 150 jobs in the army and it's not just the war fighter. It's not just the combat stuff. So that's what we try to do, and we try to educate and get out there so we can get more people to join, especially in Pittsburgh. It's a huge yeah. you know, veteran community and military support. Sergeant Lockhart, how did you become a recruiter? Uh, so the Army selected me to become a recruiter initially. Um, so I did my, my minimum time requirement of three years. Um, I became very passionate about helping others. Right. Um, and this enabled me to do so while also getting to travel the United States. Um, the, the end all be all is we, we all get to lead in the army. Yeah. Um, and this is a place where I could impact the community directly. Oh, that's great. And, uh, uh, major Baker, well, I'll get you on again. No, you don't want to get on it again. Come on, just, just get on again. <laughs> uh, thank you for bringing these guys. What? What we did, we we can be late. We're yeah, we can be late. Don't 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 start uh, jumping. You know, I love how he makes up rules anytime he wants. <laughs> right. Major Baker hit it, buddy. Yeah, we yeah. cannot make up rules in the army. Everything's yeah. written down. Well, in the we army. can make up blue rules in the <laughs> locker room. Huh? So uh, yeah, so my story. I mean, I wanted high adventure, and that's why I joined the army. I actually left college after my uh, first year. Uh, found the guy at the mall, and he said, "Hey, what do you uh, like to do?" I said, I "Like to travel, and like to take pictures." He said, I got two jobs for you. One's civil affairs, and the other one's public affairs. Civil affairs, you got to learn a different language. You got to go, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll do public affairs. And so here I am, uh, helping people uh, do things like this, be on the radio, cover our units, what the great things they're doing out in the field, and uh, write stories and take pictures of it. 
Well, thank you all. You have honored us with your presence. So you guys are our heroes. God bless you. And uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, uh, Captain Elisa Cummins. Uh, Sergeant First Class Scott Reed, Staff Sergeant Richard Lockhart, and Staff Sergeant Kendall Lube. Thank you guys very much. Thank We're going to take a break, and we'll be you and Major. Yeah, I just wanted to mention Baker. that uh, we also have um, a number of soldiers, uh, about 50 uh, service members who are going to participate in a mass reenlistment ceremony in uh, the game this Sunday. Oh, great. Oh, very good. Right. Congratulations. For, at the Rams game. Yes. Yeah. All yes. right. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, no, at, at the Keystone Oaks game. Is it? Okay. I, was, right. I thought it was at right, the, so the Steelers Call game. me Captain Obvious, right? <laughs> it works today, right? So, yeah, so the recruiters have done a great job out here. All branches uh, have done a great job out here getting people to join the military. So you'll get to see some of those future service members uh, take the oath of enlistment right Ooh. out in the field before the game. We'll see you on the field, guys. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Appreciate God bless it. you. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. All right, we are back. Uh, if you missed the first hour, we were honoring our veterans, and uh, we had uh, uh, several veterans in, uh, to, and uh, we had a great time with them, and we want to thank Major Baker for bringing them all. We thank Scotty Scott and Bob McGowan, uh, veterans. We want to thank uh, uh, Staff Sergeant William Akins, uh, Major uh, Trey Sirocco, Major Edward, Edward Quinn, uh, Captain Elisa Cummin, uh, Sergeant First Class Scott Reed, Staff Sergeant Richard Lockhart, and Staff Sergeant Kendall Lube. And, uh, you know, and they're I don't fabulous. Know. Yeah, they're great, great. It was great. And Major Baker for bringing them all. Uh, and Major Baker's been here a couple times, and we, we just uh, we really appreciate We were supposed to be out at the commissary today. Right, right. And to, but things got screwed up, so we'll be out there in a couple we, of weeks. Yeah, we, we lost, uh, uh, you know, we didn't have enough uh, engineers to go on site, but that, that's okay. Uh, and, you know, Steeler fans, this Veterans Day, please remember to show your support for our nation's veterans and their families. You can do that by visiting OperationHomefront.org and see all the ways you can help military families. We're struggling to make ends meet. That's operationhomefront.org. Uh, all right, so now we're we're gonna get to our uh, scouting report. Our scouting report. Uh, uh, let's start with the defense first. Uh, you know the, their defensive line. You know it, their, their their defensive coordinator is Wade Phillips, right? And Wade's been in the NFL. Forever. Forever. Uh, you know, he started as a, a assistant coach with Bum uh, down in the Houston Oilers. Uh, I don't remember he, him wearing a hat, though. No, he didn't wear a he hat. Never wore He's a hat. Never, he, he always wore a baseball cap. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he never Bum, wore. Bum he, wore the cowboy. Yeah, hat. Bum wore the cowboy uh, hat, and uh, you know their defense. It's it's a base three four, uh, but they do a lot of things from it. You know they'll they'll uh, uh, they'll morph to a um, 
uh, a uh, uh, what do you call it a um, uh, bear defense uh, they when Aaron Donald is a defensive end but he very seldomly is on the defensive tackle he usually is eagled down in the guard tackle gap right and uh, but I will tell you that the last game that I was watching him at he lined up on every guy right right they're, I mean, they're, they're rotating crazy. yeah yeah I mean think about that it's like Aaron's got a shot at each offensive lineman or each offensive lineman's got a shot at Aaron you know um he is an explosive pass rusher yes. great first step great hands great closing speed uh and he's you know if you, if you were to describe him he's kind of more of an athletic version of Geno Atkins but not on the run uh he does I, I mean you you watch the film and you see him on pass rushes but then you see him not the same guy on run plays. Well, so part of it is 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 almost ridiculous in a sense. The ball will go right by him because I don't think he can see sometimes when you run straight at him. I he, see him locked out, yeah. and he doesn't. You know, he doesn't react to the ball until it's already by him. And when it goes uh, when it goes away from him, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, he he he's 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 not. Uh, you know, that's why I, I I say run at him. I say run at uh, uh, Aaron Donald. And uh, Sebastian Joseph Day is the – so what do you think about uh, uh, before I get off Aaron Donald? Well, the, the thing that I, I find remarkable with Aaron Donald is just his hand play. The way – in all four of the defensive linemen for uh, the Los Angeles Rams, they are very, very good in using their hands. And one of the reasons I know why was I happened to be walking through the barn last summer, and he's training with one of his trainers, personal trainers, and they're working – who but right and 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 which is the hand it's it's, it's hand the slaps. hand it, well the whole thing about it it's a system of training and weaponry system based off of Kali which is the indigenous art of the Philippines and but the point is it teaches you to cons- consistently move your hands and either punching slapping clubbing deflecting in ways you know that you see manifested out on the field in hand-to-hand combat close yeah. quarter combat so it was fun because watching him and and watch him on the pass rush you see really a great high expression of what close quarter combat looks like when you apply it to trench warfare yeah. you know our tra- I, i'm all military you know military out now after talking to all the guys here yeah but uh you know the point is um, Aaron Donald is a great pass rusher because if you can record 20 and a half sacks from a three technique, my gosh, yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But he also is benefiting from the other guys. You know what I got to tell you was I thought Dante Fowler, I didn't realize how good he was. I oh, forgot. Yeah. The Dante, the, uh, uh, you know, and my, uh, Michael Brockers is good. He's, he's got a very bull, good. He's got a good bull rush. Yes. He's got a good rock out. He's got a uh, good power. Uh, you know, he, he he's only got a sack and a half, but uh, he plays well with his hands as well. Uh, That's because Dante or Aaron or, or Clay or the other guys getting to the quarterback ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. But he's good. Yeah, Dante, we, we saw him in Jacksonville. He's just an upfield guy. He's got great, great speed. And uh, uh, you know he does a he's a, does a great job. He's got six and a half sacks, and uh, uh, Aaron Donald has five sacks, and Clay Matthews has six sacks. Now I haven't seen Cl- uh, um, I got to watch a little more film because uh, I haven't seen Clay because uh, last few weeks he's been hurt with a broken jaw, uh, and so uh, but but. Uh, 
he's, he's he looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, I saw him on a third and nine cutout reel, and you know, just his pass rushing, he's smart. You yeah. know what I mean? He's just moving, and yeah, he's, he does. He's a veteran. He yeah. he gets it. He's eleven years, thirty three. Yeah. I remember when he was. A rookie. He don't look that old though. Yeah, he doesn't move that old. Yeah, and you know, probably more power now than, than speed. speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. Uh, but the thing, you know, you know, the thing that's interesting when you watch him move, he doesn't move like an old guy. No, you know how you you can tell kind of when guys they've kind of jumped the shark when uh, they're they're not. They're not the player that they were, and you can see it in their body movements uh, in between, not just in the, the actual play, but just how they move. And uh, he, he doesn't look like an older guy. Right. Uh, Corey Middleton uh, is uh, their uh, uh, Mike backer, and he is good. Uh, he's got great speed. Uh, he's got 66 tackles. Um, he's got great range and a great feel for the game. He's he's. Yeah, I think he's very smart, uh, and uh, uh, he's got a forced fumble, and he's got two picks. Uh, yes. So he he plays the game uh, the way, and he's uh, he doesn't come off the field. Uh, he he stays on the field. I think he plays every play. He's pretty dead gum athletic. Yeah, yeah, he is athletic, and he's got great, great, great speed. I think that's the guy that they uh, they. You bumped up more and let Mark Barron go. Right. Well, you know that you know the, he was the uh, complement to Mark Barron. Troy Reader and oh, okay. Bryce Hager are, are the guys I that, get that are, screwed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Hager is a five-year guy. Uh, he's small. He's fast, but he can block. Troy Reader is a rook from Delaware. You know, and and he's pl- he's playing a lot. And then uh, uh, Samson. Uh, Abukam, uh, he played for, uh, he, he was the guy that was uh, taking Clay Matthews' reps when Clay Matthews was hurt. And he's got 20 tackles, a forced fumble. He's a bull rusher. He, he's good strength. You know, the, uh, you know he's not, not a bad player. Uh, no, he looks like it. I love the name. Yeah, Samson. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's, he's You know what my coach player. used to say? What's that? My coach used to say, uh, we, we we focus on lifting and strength too much. Samson, we gotta we gotta focus on speed. Samson was strong enough to knock the temple down, but he wasn't quick enough to get, get out. <laughs> Coach Freegarmer used to say that all the time. I love that. that I was watching watching the film on Samson. He's an up the field fast guy. Right. He he can turn the corner on you if you're not careful. Yeah. Um. I don't I don't think he's got any sacks yet yet though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, he was just rushing the passer in the one game that I yeah. happened to be watching. Yeah, uh, and so we we got uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, he's a, the prototypical corner, six one, two. He's the guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the shutdown guy. Yeah, he's he, the you know fourth most defensed PBUs since uh, two, 2016, 17, 18. He's fourth in the league. With him, so I mean the guy, the guy's got some great skills. I just, again, I you, you always wonder: Do you import somebody else's problem? Does that create a problem for you at some point? I don't, I don't think he's a problem for them because I think you know you've got a, a younger right head now, coach, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you never know. See, you I know, guess my 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 thing is, and and just let me quick explain it. You know, once you let that that part of you out, and you are. You know, you get disgruntled with something that, 
you know, how much merit it has, I, I don't know. I'm not in the middle of it, so I can't. But it always makes me wonder if you take, you know, a little bit of it's, – it's like, it's like A.B., you know, once once that's out, then all of a sudden starts to manifest itself over any anything, you know, and you just wonder. I, I the the reason he had issues at Jacksonville was because of Dougie Marone and Tom Coughlin because those guys are old school guys and I they're not going to take any uh, a grief. Sean McVay is a new school guy. And so I bet that Jalen Ramsey gets along with uh, 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 Sean McVay, and he doesn't uh, doesn't get, as you like to say, disgruntled. Well, I can only say we'll see. You yeah. know, I, and you may well be right. Yeah. I just always I have that problem with guys who have been a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I do too. But Sean McVay, you know, a lot of coaches think I can handle this guy. You know, they, they think that they can handle this guy. So, uh, you know, I think Jalen Ramsey uh, is going to fit in very well there. Uh, the other corner is uh, Troy Hill. And, uh, you know, he's fast. Sounds he's, very pittsburgh Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, Troy Hill. <laughs> he's a fast, straight-line guy. When you watch him, he doesn't change direction very well. You know, uh, he, he doesn't flip his hips uh, very well. And... Uh, you know, I think he's going to be on James Washington because Jalen Ramsey's going to uh, shadow Juju. Right. So I, I, I look at that. Uh, you know, I look at that matchup in our favor. And then uh, you know we got. Uh, I, I love this. Nickel Roby Coleman is the nickel. <laughs> I love that. that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And he he's scrappy. Uh, he's a little feisty, and you know, talks. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see Taylor Rapp is the box safety's physical, kind of like a linebacker. Uh, he's got 43 tackles. But, you know, and then uh, Eric Weddle. Uh, Eric Weddle's competent. He's lost a step or two. Yeah. But, he's, but he plays. He's competent. Yeah, he's, you know, he, I mean, the, the, he's got 59 tackles. Yeah. So he's not, he's not uh, shying away from contact. Um, he's got a new haircut, too. Yeah, he's very smart. And, yes. he, and and I think he, he he's he, you know in his thirteenth year he's playing with experience. Yeah, he's playing as uh, coaches like to say above the neck, and it's good. You know he's good. He's not great anymore, but he's uh, no. He still gets the job yeah, done. Yeah. It's just you'll see him missing some tackles, which you right. don't didn't normally in the past. Right, and that's uh, a different haircut. Yeah, different haircut. <laughs> You, you, you like the hair. You, you like the hair picture, and it's uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, you know, let's take a break, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, you know the scouting report. Uh, next, we're going to talk. We've talked about their defense. We're going to talk about uh, their offense. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you're in the locker room. stride now yeah buddy. leslie west yeah okay that guy out front baby all right you know one of the things 
that we have talked about is how similar uh, the 49ers offense is to the Rams offense. But there's a major difference. Do you know what it is? Uh, let's see. No, let's see. Carry the one. No, that's it's not, not math. Good. Okay. It's yeah. not math. What's that? No fullback. Uh, the 49ers right have... Right the tip of my tongue, yeah, right yeah, after the yeah, two plus yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 49ers had Kyle Juszczyk. Um, there's not, I, I, I haven't seen a fullback. I've seen, uh, I've seen many, uh, two tight ends and even right. three tight ends. And the, uh, the H back in, uh, the tight end set, uh, is, uh, is the wham guy and Gerald Everett, uh, has done that. But, uh, let's go back to the, let's start with the offensive line. Let's go left to right. Andrew Whitworth, uh, I know you were a big fan of his when he was in Cincinnati. He was know, very competent. Yeah. You know? Um, he's I, I, I always said he's the, the most the non- best non-athletic left, left tackle. tackle I've ever seen. And I think that, that nailed it. I mean, when you watch him play, he was a position player who was very, very good at uh, all the little things that, um, you know, non-athletes excel at. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, he's a good player. That's not to say he's not a good player. Right. He is a good player. Yeah. But it's, you know, you just watch the style and the way he does it, and it's just, you know. He he he, he plays with attitude. He, he uh, He's not that athletic, <laughs> and he's not as athletic as he used to be. He's not as he's not as athletic as the non-athletic tackle that yeah, he used to be, and, and he's a tough guy. But he is, yes, and, and he plays with a lot of experience. And, and you he know, plays he, hard. he does. Yeah, he plays yeah. hard. Uh, you know, he's still he's still good enough, and he played yeah. uh, for the Bengals for eleven years, and uh, now it's his third year uh, with the. Can you Rams. imagine? I bet you he enjoyed that uh, the 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 you know the beatdown they put on the the Bengals. You know, I mean, uh, in London, yeah, in I mean, London, you look over there and you're like, going, uh, that, that has to be miserable because, of course, uh, Cincinnati's still looking for their first win, right? And he suffered through n- numerous seasons like that, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, you know, with the he, he, he got to the playoffs, he just never won a playoff game, he did, yeah. But I mean, there were new in, in 11 seasons, they had a number of not so good years too. Right. You know. Right, right. Um uh I, you know, but but they had uh they were in the hunt. You know, they were they were All right, yeah. so maybe it wasn't the eighteen year yeah. gap that they suffered at the one point, but yeah. He was still around there for some pretty miserable years. Yeah. All right. So uh the other tackle, uh right tackle, Rob Havenstein, uh he's big. He's six eight, three thirty, he's big, strong uh, he's got heavy feet. He's got ski heavy boots. Feet. Yeah, ski boots. But uh, you know, but he is big and strong and tough yes. guy. You know, he's not a bad player. Not a bad player. Not at all. Uh, but the three inside guys, especially their guards, uh, right guard, uh, he's under three hundred pounds. Uh, Austin Blythe. Yeah, and he's he can be bold. Not very athletic either. I think you know who I think they're missing a lot is Roger Saffold, the center. Yeah, I think he was a guy that was pretty key. Um, none of those three guys really like Brian Allen. I, you know, none of them looked to be 
of the quality that they've had there in the past. Yeah. And maybe that's got something to do with Todd Gurley not excelling too, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But the in my mind, this offensive line isn't as good as the lines we've seen in the past. No, they they they're they're not, they're not good at all. You know, Brian Allen is quick and athletic. He does a nice job on, you know, you know he's an angle blocker. You know, he he, he can hook you. Right. Uh, but um, he's not that stout, not that strong. Uh, Jamil Dembe, Dembe rather. He's the left guard, big, strong, but non-athletic. Yeah, there. You know, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, you don't. You, 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 the the three inside guys. Right, right. Our guys should have a big big day with them. Big day. Yeah. We're hoping. We're hoping. That's yeah. uh, that's what I believe that they can. There's no question in my mind when I think about. Uh, okay, you got Cam Edward uh, Hayward. Uh, you got uh, Javon Hargrave. Now, I don't know about Tyson Alualu with his knee, what exactly is going on there yet. But certainly you think – Tyson didn't practice yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but there's – you know, we'll find out today later on uh, the, you know, the injury report or who practiced it anyhow. And I think, you know, regardless of who they put in there, I think we're – I feel good about uh, our possibilities matching up with these guys. Yeah. I, I do, too. You know, uh, let's go to the tight ends. Uh, they got three of them, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, and Johnny Munt. Um, Tyler Higby, is, he's kind of the total package. He can block. He can run. Uh, he's a good route runner. He's got decent hands. Um, uh, 18 catches, 170 yards, a touchdown. Gerald Everett, but he is uh, – 26 catches, 297 yards, and two touchdowns. He is more like a big receiver, you know. What's his size? Uh, he is 6'3", 240, and he gets in the way. He reminds me of Tyler Eifert. Yeah. You know, uh, great body control, great hands. Uh, and uh, great, great at getting in the way. Yeah, great at getting it. Yeah, he's, that's what I got. Can get in the way. That's how. So I, he's what you're saying is that he's not a physical downhill yeah, banger. Well, um, you know he 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 does a lot of whams, and he cuts you, and it works. Uh, you know, well, cutting cutting, you know, it does work. It yeah. can be problematic if it's in the hole, but yeah. if it's on the backside, then you know, no big no big woo. So Johnny Munt is also a wham guy. So uh, Tyler Higby is usually the inline. But we're not talking blocker. about George Michael type wham. No, see? no, no, no. You 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 love George Michael. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Uh, you you went. I'm you, the you one. Played. I you thought played. wham was a song. You knew yeah. it was a band. Yeah, you played. <laughs> you, you, and you, you were you were crying when they broke up. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the wide receivers. Let's go to number one receiver, Cooper Cup. No, he is. He is faster. I'm going to make a I, bet that at some point during the broadcast, you say Cupper Coop. <laughs> I could. I just throw it out there because uh, I got a feeling I'm going to say that. Yeah, he's their best receiver. He's a playmaker, and he. You know what? He is faster than I thought, and he is faster than he looks. Well, it's he's got that. I I think he's got that deceptive speed. He's like a if you look up his forty time, it's like four or five something. It's not 
great, but he's one of those guys that um, ex- excels at being able to, uh, you know, uh, make a proper cut, you know, not lose speed coming into or out of the cut. One of those guys that uh, has the, that knack ability of, of getting free because he's, he's not super fast according to his time, but he's competitively fast. Right. He's, he he run, outruns guys. Yes. And he, he's good after the catch. Yes. He he's got he runs good routes. He's got good hands, and he's the third down security blanket for Jared Goff. Uh, you know, he Jared looks for him on third down. Uh, I, I I forgot what um, Coach Thomas said that he caught thirty one passes on third down. Uh, it's, it's something ridiculous. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, so he's his uh, security blanket. You know, he's got uh, 58 catches for 792 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, he's he's good. Uh, I didn't think he was that good. I, I wasn't thinking he was that good. Uh, and he, he Im- impressed me. He really, really impresses me. Uh, Brandon Cooks is probably not going to play. He's in, is in uh, right, concussion pro- protocol. It's official he's done. That's what I've, I've, I've right. read in one of the papers. I um, said he was down. But Robert Woods from Southern Cal, Batman. Yeah, he he is fast. Um, and you know what he he, he reminds me of Hines. You know why? Hmm. Because he changes speeds on routes. Hmm. He he'll start jogging and then explode. He'll take off and then slow down. And he's a four four guy. He changes speed well. And he's got 38 catches for 471 yards. I, 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 I've been impressed with the way he runs routes. And then there's Josh Reynolds, and he is 6'3", 196. He is a big possession receiver, big target, big catch radius. Not fast, but good hands. Uh, and he, he caught a touchdown pass on a seam route uh, against Cincinnati in London. Uh, it was a uh, nice throw by uh, uh, Jared Goth and a uh, nice catch by him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, pretty good, pretty good. I, 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 I like him. And uh, what do you think? Oh, I, I think he's, their receiving core is good. Yeah. Without Brandon Cooks, they don't have the guy that can that, – that's uh, the tear of the top yeah. off the coverage type guy. Right. But I think Cooper Cup is the guy that is really – coming on more and more, especially if you take away Brandon, then I think he's even going to manifest more. Or right. do they start to get the girly in there? Or, get or the Robert Woods. Mom. You know, Robert Woods is 4-4. He's very and fast. So, so yeah. you know, with Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, that's tearing off the, uh, the top off the coverage. But uh, Brandon Woods, Cooks is a guy that I, yeah. I associated with that. Right. The yeah. deep stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but so I think, you know, you, you're going to see Robert Woods uh, take it deep more. Now, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of looking at Todd Gurley. I don't know what to make of him. Uh, he's a big back. Uh, not what he was. It looks like, you know, his knee is. Do you think he's on a pitch count? Yeah, he is. Okay, I th- I think he is because Daryl Henderson has split carries with him. Uh, you know, when you look at um, uh, you know the carries. Well, last week 
you know, he's had twice as many, uh, three times as many carries as the closest guy. But um, between Brown and Henderson, uh, you've got uh, as many carries. You've got uh, 16, not as many carries as him. But last week, it looked like they were splitting carries. You know, well, um, I, I, it makes me wonder because here you go, you you dump a boatload of money into that guy, yeah. Uh, reset the running back market as we were talking about yesterday, and uh, you know, unfortunately, this guy comes up with a knee that I guess has been sort of chronic since his uh, you know college days, and I, to me, I'm like, going, wow, if that's holding him back now, how do you expect that to get better? Because it's it's yeah. not something that's Going to go away in an off season of rest. Yeah. So. So you know, uh, Malcolm Brown has uh, thirty-seven carries, and then Daryl Henderson has twenty-nine. So that's sixty-six carries to his ninety-two. So he's still got the uh, the lion's share. Right. But it looked like um, last week, it looked like he was. Uh, Splitting carries, and I think against Cincinnati that they did split carries. Yeah, uh, between he and uh, uh, Henderson. Well, the thing about it is, let's face it: they go into the bye week. You got a bye week. You got a lot of rest. So, I would figure that probably more than not, he's going to be getting the lion's share, as you put it, of the right. carries, right? Up and until we see, uh, you know, what's going on. Yeah, I, I would think that they're trying to reduce his workload for the most part. Uh, in the first half of the season and maybe could increase it in the second half if the knee is responding correctly. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's the one thing we're not – we're very unsure of. I, I like Daryl Henderson. Um, he he runs – he kind of runs like uh, James, you know, kind of uh, unabandoned, you know, just, uh, you know, physical. He's going to run into you. Uh, Malcolm Brown is more of a one-cut-and-go guy. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, when they run the, uh, when they run the outside zone, I think Malcolm Brown, uh, has been more successful in that. Uh, when the, the 14, 15 straight, which they run a lot, uh, I think, um, Todd Gurley's been more successful at that. So, you know, you think you'd... I, Todd Gurley finds a whole I, I I like the way he finds. Why would they not use him more as a pass receiver? I thought he was a pretty good pass receiver. Am I uh, off on that? I, you know, I don't I I don't know. Um, you know, he's way down the list. Fifteen catches. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I thought he was a better receiver than um, that. Um, I don't I don't know. I you know I I, I don't remember uh, hearing that or seeing that. Uh, I just remember him lugging the uh, lugging the pigskin. Pigskin. You know, mm-hmm. okay. I, 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 I could be whacked on that. Yeah. Well, uh, you could be whacked on a lot of things. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, um, but but you don't want to. Uh, Todd Gurley, the 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 uh, the the guy that the the receiving uh, is. Um, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking down the line, and Gurley is out of the running back is the uh, primary receiver. Fifteen catches. Henderson's got four. Brown's got one. Uh, but you know when he's in there, he's gonna get uh, he's gonna get the looks. They they do want to get the ball in his hands. 
I don't know what kind of receiver he is though. Mm, uh, right. I didn't. I didn't see his anything. numbers are not big. I didn't. I didn't see anything impressive about his receiving. No, I just for whatever reason I was under the impression that he was a better receiver than what we were seeing. And I was right. like, I don't get it. Yeah. And so that just uh, may be an aberration in my gourd or what. Right. But the uh, fact is, you know, Todd Gurley has not been Todd Gurley. Right. He's not. He's he hasn't been Todd Gurley. Yeah. At all. All right, uh, let's take a break. And uh, uh, Steeler fans, this Veterans Day, please remember to show your support for our nation's veterans and their families. You can do that by visiting OperationHomefront.org and see all the ways you can help military families who are struggling to make ends meet. That's OperationHomefront.org. We're going to take a break. Hey, Bob McGowan said, remind everybody, the Operation Homefront guys are set up at the commissary in case any Troops have any questions. If we got any of the guys from uh, the 9-11th, uh, you know, uh, or is it the 9-16th? I can't remember. The 9-11. Okay, so I got, get Zooks, why can't I remember numbers? So anyhow, they're at the commissary. If you got any questions, they're, they're looking for uh, some some help. All right. All right, we're going to be back to close out the show. He's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in a locker room. that leslie west just rocking it way yeah. to go jacob that's a great get yeah all right as we finish up as we finish up well i'm enjoying all right jared goth all right what about jared yeah um he, he he's better in play action you know uh he leads the league in play action passes and uh and you know in drop back, he's, it's it's short stuff. He throws a lot of check downs, a lot of flat passes. There's always someone in the well, check zone. His his you interceptions are up, yeah. and his percentage of completion is down. Yeah, I mean he's not having the year that he had last year. Yeah, he, he's thrown uh, seven picks, uh, eleven touchdowns, and sixty-one uh, percent completion rate. Uh, but but you know when it, you got to get in his face, you you can't let him get hot. He is very he still is streaky, and if he gets hot, he's get he gets hot, and you you just got to get in his face and uh, you get around him. his feet. Yeah, yeah get around you got to you got to knock him down. Yeah, and I think with this offensive line, you definitely have that opportunity to do it. Right, especially in the middle, the middle three. I, I, I'm I'm excited about that. I think you're exactly yeah. right on. All right, uh, uh, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. CR, are you there? Can't hear you, CR. What's going on with your phone, dude? Yeah. There you go. Okay, come ahead. 
Okay. Uh, we can't. We, you're you're muffled, CR. You can't hear. Back you, out again. Yeah, you went back out again. Call call back on another line. Yeah. See if you get better. Yeah. All right. Mm. Can't hear you. Uh, so, anyways, uh, you know, th- this this game is going to be big. This is a huge yeah. game, Chaluch. I mean, you're in the middle of a three game winning streak. This is the opportunity. Um, as they've come out of the bye week, you get Miami. All right, that's uh, pretty much everybody saying it's a guaranteed win. Well, there's no guarantees in the NFL, but it's certainly someone nice to start off with when you come out of the bye and you're getting Mason back on the, on the saddle again. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the Colts. That's a 5-2 and two team that was. They were a better team, a good right. team. You beat them. Now you know, maybe you start to uh, be able to – Put these things together and create that momentum that gives you a little bit more movement right. moving down the the, re- the back half of the season here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, you know, I think this is going to be the game that launches you. Uh, last week was a game that kind of launched you, but this is going to be the uh, the game on top of that game because you know you 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 beat a team. With a winning record last year, last week, five and two, Colts came in. These guys are five and three. You beat them, you you start you now you're five and four, and you're in the thick of it. You're right. in the thick of it, and you there's not room uh, for mistakes at this point in uh, uh, in the season. You know, and the thing about it is I think the Rams present some various challenges in different spots, and yeah. you know the Todd Gurley. Uh, that's a challenge. You know, he can, let's face it, Todd Gurley can be great. Right. All right. He can be absolutely great. Now, he's not shown up with that sort of greatness yet. He hadn't even broke 100 yards yet yeah. in any of the seven games. But he, obviously, at any point in time, he could get it going. Right. Same thing with Jared Goff. Now, the one thing is you don't have Brandon Cooks, and I think that's that's something that hurts him a little bit. Yeah. But uh, you, you look at uh, on the uh, defense – Aaron Donald presents a real challenge right. wherever he lines up. Dante Fowler presents a real challenge wherever he lines up. You know, I think Michael well, he Brockers. Goes to the, he goes to the weak side. He, he's wherever he's he lines a, up. So the strong yeah. side, weak yeah. side, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He still presents a challenge. Right. Watching him, I was surprised. I forgot how good this dude was mm-hmm. uh, when I was watching uh, Aaron yesterday, and he kept coming into view. Like going, wow, that guy is good. Right. Then of course you got. Michael Brockers, who is very good, and he's a, he's kind of like just quietly going about with a nice performance, right? You know, in in whatever game he's in, and then the last one, I guess, is is Clay Matthews, who again to me is is going to be, uh, you know, I he, he's a kind of an unknown quantity right at this point, right? Uh, he's got but six, he's sacks. six sacks in five games, right? And uh, two but he's coming fumbles. back with that, uh, you know, yeah. with the chunky soup thing yeah. going on. All right, let's go uh, to CR. CR, it's back. Uh, uh, welcome to the locker room, CR. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but I appreciate you guys taking me back on there. How the heck you told Foggy's on this morning? Doing good, bud. Doing great. Okay, I just want to start off the show by saying, uh, you know, you got the, the military on there. That was the same crew you had on there uh, last year, man. It was, it was good to hear them. Wasn't it great? There were different guys. Yeah, there were just guys. Just the, the, the same guy was Major, Major Baker. Baker. Yeah, he's the yeah, public Major affairs Baker. offer. Os- yeah. uh, officer. Officer. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah of, uh, of my uh, of my seventy four years on this earth, I've 
I've served uh, 44 years for the United States government, uh, 24 years retired Master Sergeant in the 8th U.S. Army. But All right. 14, 14 Reserve, and then another uh, 20 years as a Department of Army civilian, uh, honorably retired as a uh, equivalent to a captain in the U.S. Army. So, uh, Thank you for I, your uh, service, brother. Amen, brother. Thank yeah. you. Oh yeah, man. It, it was a it was a good thing. The military is um like the guys was giving their reasons behind it. Well, for me, it was um, the discipline. The, the military is is black and white. There's no gray. You got a job to do, do it. You got a place to be, be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are your expectations. These are the results that the expectations are met. These are the results that the expectations are not met. You know, so uh, just get the job done. And uh, I, I really appreciated that because. Um, yeah, I, I needed it, and I, I like it. Uh, and um, it was a uh, it was a great thing for me. So um, that's the name of that thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, I um, uh, I don't know how 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 to phrase this here, but you know, I as a military person, uh, I, I support Cap and, and and what he was doing. Uh, a lot of people want to make it about about the flag, and when they make it about the flag, he's not disrespecting the country because it was a it was a former Green Beret that actually gave him the 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 wherewithal to say hey instead of sitting on the bench you know kneel and uh, when people make it about the flag what they're doing is they're uh, taking the focus off the aspect of what's going on and, and what he's doing so uh, I'm a veteran and, and I support that. Well, what do you think about the game? I think what you said just now is going to be awesome. I, I'm really excited about about the Steelers. Um, I think, though, because of our running game, we've got some real serious issues there with the running game. Our defense is coming along, and I think our defense is going to have to take charge, take over, uh, relentlessly uh, get after um, their offense. And, uh, you know, with the, what we, you know, we're number two when it comes to the, the, uh, turnovers in the, in, the, in the NFL. So I think the defense needs to lead the way um, based on uh, the offense. But, uh, what do you think about that? Well, I think the defense is going to have a huge role. I mean, you know, both sides of the ball. This is going to be a big game, man. I'm excited. The think, the, the yeah. line, if the O-line and D-line uh, take control of the game, that's going to be it. It's going to be the Steelers' offensive line against that, that uh, front end of the, the Rams' defense. I just think that's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. You know, you've got uh, – they've got 23 sacks. we got 29 Who's going to outsaturate the other? I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff that's going to happen. It's a trench warfare game. This is all about close quarter combat. This is going to be great stuff. So, so, so this is where the the, the lineman is going to get the glory. Yay for the lineman! Yay. I think it is. I, I think it, it it's the, the this game is going to be won and lost in the trenches. I I, mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that uh, and. Uh, uh, you can't get behind the chains on these guys because they cut it loose and they get after the quarterback. And there are, you know, and if I was uh, them to stop the double teams of uh, Aaron Donald, I would, I'd run, I, I, I'd, I'd go five bigs. I'd go oh. five bigs, yeah, uh, five bigs to make everyone go one on one. Yeah. So you, you 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 guys back on that wolf? You go with the five? I would think five. That's absolutely. way you could do yeah, five. I think Wade Phillips, yeah. The other way you could do it is with a walk-up linebackers in the a gap, try to get squeeze calls and mess around in that area too. But that can also leave you you hamper yourself in that one. 
you know, as a so defense. What do you think on the offensive side? What do you think about our running game? What you know, with the you know, they even brought up some some uh, guys from the, from the practice squad, and they signed some some additional guys. Yeah, we we're a little bit thin at the running back. It doesn't sound like James is going to have a go this this weekend. But least... you can run, you can run on these guys. Uh, Cincinnati ran on them. Uh, Cincinnati ran well on them. Uh, they're they're not uh, a, a stout running team, and uh, you know. Uh, I, I just didn't see I, – I thought, you know, if you win on first down against these guys, you're going you're gonna to beat them. Mm-hmm. you got to win on first hey, down. Is, is, is Rosie going to be available? We don't know we yet. We don't know. He didn't practice yesterday, I don't think. Because yeah, he, he, he makes a huge difference. And my, my sad thing is, man, I, you know, I got to work, man, and, and, and I can't get to the, to, the, to, the, to the bar to watch the game and uh, – you know, it's not going to be televised, and I can't get it on the radio. Oh, no. I, oh, man, I'm just in a bind. I, you know, I can't get off. I, you know, <laughs> I, really, I mean, I could take the day off, but I'm not taking the day off. Right. I'm just tired about that. So I just got to put my earphones on all day because I don't want people telling me about the game. And then uh, <laughs> later on, I can come in. I can watch the, 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 the NFL. <laughs> NFL. I got a plan, man. I hear you. Good. Good. I can watch the NFL Red Zone and, uh, and, and see, you know, bits and pieces of that way, so. Well, hey, all the guys out there, still the nation. Hey, we got this thing. Uh, don't sweat the small stuff. In between time, in the meantime, here we go. Still, is, here we go. You said that backwards. You 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 said that backwards. <laughs> well, hey, I still, but I got your attention. So you why? You did. You that you it. did. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, CR. Okay, yeah. All right, CR. All right, we'll talk. Backwards, CR. In the meantime. In the, he said in the between time and the meantime. That's yeah. all right. You yeah. know what? Because we're between times right now. Right, right. Uh, and, uh, you know, wh- one of the things that, uh, that's that been great is uh, we've had the uh, privilege of hosting so many uh, men. So I want to just thank you. I, I want to thank you. Uh, thank Adam Zafudo from uh, the Army and Alex, his wife, and they are do, uh, doing the re-engage uh, event, uh, which is like man up for military guys uh, and for civilians on March 7th. And one would talk about Bob. Thank you, Bob McGowan. Uh, you know, this Veteran Days, please remember to show your support for our nation's veterans and their families. You can do that by visiting operationhomefront.org and see all the ways you can help military families who are struggling to make ends meet. And um, I want to thank Scotty. Uh, th- thanks, Scotty. Scott, good buddy of mine. Thank uh, Staff Sergeant William Aiken, Major Trey Siraco, Major Edward Quinn, Captain uh, Elisa Cummin, uh, Sergeant First Class Scott Reed, Staff Sergeant Richard Lockhart, Staff Sergeant Kendall uh, Lube, and uh, Major Baker. We th- and thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, uh, Jake. Great job. And so long, everybody, and God bless. You've been in the locker room.